You're listening to Bought and Beloved. Ladies and gents, my name is Kirby Kelly, also known as Kirby as a boss on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Also, Kirby is a streamer on Twitch. If you love video games and Jesus, come join me. Um, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bot and Beloved podcast. I hope that you are having an amazing week so far. Um, I know that there's so much going on in the world, but I just hope that. This can be a place of peace and encouragement to you for this week. Um, And as some of you guys know, those of you who are my loyal listeners and are subscribed to the podcast, hey yo, subscribe for new episodes every Wednesday. Um, I have a public email where y'all can send in biblically-based questions, your topic suggestions, and seek out godly wisdom. And I was going through some of the submissions that I received. Uh, I was looking at some past ones, actually. And there was one that stuck out to me that was sent in by a guy named Jacob. And before I read it, for those of you who want to submit your questions and be featured on the podcast, the email is boughtandbeloved at gmail.com. That's bought, A-N-D, beloved at gmail.com. So please make use of that because I love to hear what it is that y'all want me to dive in on. But like I said, this is what Jacob's submission read. It said, hey, Kirby, I heard you were going to do a podcast soon on the topic of pruning. It got me thinking. Sometimes God will offer clarity in a certain area of my life and reveal something that he wants me to change, cease, or remove. Maybe it's a sin that I've been repeating and just haven't been quite able to shake, or maybe it's something otherwise appropriate that's moved to a place that I've now begun to turn to for relief. Whatever it may be at the time, on some occasions I feel convicted and I'm able to change the action right then and there. However, on other occasions, I find myself continuing to repeat and or fall while simultaneously my desires for that habit, sin, or idol is measurably and steadily diminishing. What is the most appropriate approach here? Are these times where I'm called to be still, patient, and wait on God to continue in prayer and let him carve out these desires from inside out? Or is this considered delayed obedience? Can you elaborate or offer any advice on what would be most God-honoring approach in these times? Thanks, Kirby. Jacob. Well, Jacob, this is an amazing topic to touch base on. And I'm so glad that you reminded me that this was um, a podcast episode that I said that I would record. It must have been an old episode because I don't remember saying anything on that recently. Um, I think I mentioned it in a Instagram live not too long ago. But regardless, I'm glad that we're finally getting to this topic. So the title of today's podcast episode, as you can tell, um, is the pruning process and cutting sin out, right? So let's talk about what that means exactly and what scripture has to say about what it means to prune or be pruned by the Lord, to cut things out of our life that are destructive to us rather than giving us life. Now, Our friend Jacob here, he spoke about how God will often give us clarity and peace about what it is in our life that needs to change, that needs to cease, that needs to be taken away or cut off. Now, yes, sometimes there are habits in our life and actions that we just simply need to lay down and just like not participate in anymore because it's just gone too far or it's become an idol or whatever. But other times there are habits that we need to completely detach ourselves from because it has gone to the point of almost addiction and submission and worship to something. 
He mentions how there are some instances where he finds himself falling into the same habits, even though he doesn't desire to. And that kind of reminds me of what Paul said in Romans uh, chapter 7, verse 15. He says, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And I think it's important that we note that Paul said this in Romans 7, 15, because I think that can reflect the heart of many of us who are following Jesus and living a new and transformed life, or at least are trying to, right? We want to follow God completely. We want to be obedient, holy, pure, and blameless before him. We don't want to be a slave to our sin and the temptations of the world that we face and our disobedient desires. Yet, sometimes we do what it is that we despise rather than what we know is good and pleasing to the Lord and beneficial for our own lives as well. Not only have I been there, But Paul, one of the greatest apostles, saints, missionaries of all time, who composed most of the New Testament, has been there too. That's very encouraging to me to know that these people that we read about in scripture were real people, right? They understand the human experience that we are going through. I find comfort in the fact that he was a human and that He as well was going through sanctification, something that we are all going through currently as believers. Now, in case you don't know what the term sanctification means, uh, it's a process that we believers go through once we're saved. First, there's justification, which happens at the moment of our salvation. Jesus died for our sins on the cross. He rose three days later, conquering sin and death. And he justified us before God by taking on the punishment we deserved. And when we receive him as Lord and Savior, it's almost like this exchange. We then receive justification and can stand before God blamelessly. So Jesus takes on our sin and we receive justification and righteousness before God. So once we accept Christ as Savior and we've been justified, we we receive that justification That then moves us into this next phase, which we are all currently going through, called sanctification. You guys might have heard me talk about this on my podcast before. I feel like I bring this up like at least once a month, it feels like. But I think it's just important that we remember this, that sanctification, it's a process of chipping away at the old to make us more like Christ. I say this often, um, but it's not us becoming perfect, right? Like now that I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to be perfect. Like why do I keep sinning and making mistakes if I'm supposed to be perfect? Sanctification is not us being perfect, but being perfected daily to look more like Christ as we answer obediently to conviction and commands and lay down things that are no longer a part of us since we have been set apart unto Christ. And the things of God. In this process, we still stumble, we still face temptation, and sometimes we cave into sin. But God has grace for us and walks alongside us to empower us to look more like Christ and walk in the freedom that he bought for us on the cross. When we're when we finally are face to face with God one day, um, you know, whether that is through a doorway of death or whatever eschatological timeline you believe is right, um, a rapture, whatever, however it is that we come face to face with God one day, we will then enter into a final phase, which is glorification. When we're in heaven with God, we will be in a glorified state, meaning that there will be no sin. 
no sin anymore. Oh, just think about that. That's amazing. And we will be fully in the presence of God. I mean, God is all around us. It's not that we have this disconnect from him in terms of uh, being able to be near God and him near us, but we will be standing fully in the presence of God in a glorified state. And that's glorification, but we're not there yet. We're not glorified yet. We're being sanctified. It's an active process that we need to understand, walk through, embrace, um, and hold on to God's grace through because it's a process that reveals where we need to submit to God and let him work, strengthen, or take away, hence the pruning process. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, anxiety and unhealthy fear was something that was truly holding me back from running in the freedom Christ bought for me. It was burdensome, tiring, discouraging, but I heard an ad for faithful counseling and I decided to try out for myself. And I have seen so much freedom in my life since pairing up with one of their amazing Christian counselors. In case you don't know, faithful counseling is an incredible online Christian counseling platform where they assess your needs and they match you with one of their own licensed professional therapists. You can start communicating within 24 hours and figure out your best way of communication, whether it be instant messaging, phone calls, video calls. They have a broad range of expertise in the Faithful Counseling Network, which may not be locally available in many areas. Their services are available worldwide and they aim to be the best financial option for your freedom as well. With that, when you visit getfaithful.com slash Kirby, you can get 10% off of your first month of counseling. So please, if you're anything like me and you're ready for freedom in this fight and want to be empowered in the truth of scripture as you journey through this, then check out getfaithful.com slash Kirby. Now, sometimes there will be situations where we have to push through things and overcome things, but there will be other instances in life where God gives us the wisdom, discernment, and direction to have something be pruned or taken away or cut off out of our life. John 15, 12 tells us, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. The Bible often compares humans to trees. I don't know. I believe like in Psalm 1, it even compares humans to trees. Um, and then this analogy 
we see that just like there are branches and trees, lives that don't bear fruit and need to be cut off and branches that need to be pruned, there are areas in our life that need to be cut off and need to be pruned. Do you know why branches are pruned and cut off of trees? It's because those specific branches um, are taking away from nutrients and life that could go towards other branches that need it. It's expelling um, and expending resources and not benefiting the tree at all. How often do we feed into and give our time, our energy, our affection, our resources towards things that actually take life out of us rather than give us life and builds us up in Christ? Maybe for you that area is in struggling with a porn addiction or perhaps it's bitterness. Maybe it's a toxic codependent relationship or even a habit of drinking with friends to get numb and avoid real responsibilities that you need to work through. I don't know what area God wants to cut off or prune in your life um, to the person listening and to you, Jacob, who submitted this. But I know God is faithful to reveal through his word what is taking away from us rather than adding to our lives and that the Holy Spirit is faithful and earnest to convict us in our ways of wickedness by directing us towards righteousness instead. In Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 50, this is what it says. It reads, And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands and go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than with two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. That's what that um, pericope of scripture says. Now, sometimes God will pull something out of our lives or someone or something that we're distracted by or being destroyed by, but most often we're going to be the ones that have to take the initiative and cutting off those branches and submitting to God when he says that something needs to be pruned or taken away. And I love this verse because I think it gives us a practical way to analyze areas where we might be sinning instead of submitting to God. This chunk of scripture talks about cutting off, figuratively, might I add, our hand, our foot, and our eye. Let's look deeper at this. Our hands are used to grab and reach for things. Our feet are used to carry us and lead us. Our eyes, uh, they look upon and consume things daily. So with that knowledge in mind, what are you continuously reaching for that God has called for you to cut off? Is it the pill bottle? The credit card? The car keys to head over to that one person's house just to quote unquote hang out? What are you following and walking towards and being led to? Is it that one place you said you'd never go or that one place where you said you would stop drifting off towards but yet again you find yourself there which eventually leads you to sinning? What are you looking at and consuming? Is it shows that you shouldn't watch, images and videos that are distorting God's gift or anything else deceptive and mind altering? If you need help identifying where you have stumbled instead of submitted, use this to help you in navigating where God is calling you to submit. I also love this because not only is it practical in showing us areas that, hey, are are sinful, but 
can even be used as discretionary discretionary boundaries of maybe this is something that I need to cut off because I know that two or three steps down from that, I'm going to be in a place that I don't want to be, right? If you need help identifying where you've stumbled rather than submitted, use this. Use this because God will definitely convict you with the Holy Spirit and showing you um, where it is that you need to surrender. And I know it's hard to surrender. I know it's hard to break out of habitual cycles. I know it's so frustrating um, to endure temptation and to want those desires to be met. But friends, the enemy does not have your best interest in mind. He is leading you into temptation and enticing you with sin because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. We know that truth from John 10, 10. He wants to steal your joy and purpose, kill your hope and endurance, destroy your confidence and closeness with God. You and I both know that when we sin and do what we're not supposed to do, we feel this way. We feel joyless, hopeless, purposeless, distant from God, and so many more feelings. If we could drill that into our minds and understand that to be true when there are lies and temptations present, presenting themselves, imagine how confidently and quickly we could cut off that branch and turn away from that temptation and towards God if we were to understand these things to be true about God and about the enemy. It also says in John 10.10 that Christ has come to give us life and life abundantly. In him, we will find abundance, we will find satisfaction, we will find truth, we will find meaning, not in the meaningless things of this world that are trying to take away from our attention and affection and our actions towards God and fulfilling the gospel. At the end of the day, it's not just about the action of cutting those things out of our life and off of us, but the realization, understanding, and transforming that takes place with in us as we embrace and believe in God's truth. That is what we need to get to the root of. The truth, aka God's word, is the thing that sets us free. And truth needs to begin to take root in our hearts in order to bear fruit in our actions. We're not just here to try and do better by our actions, but we actually need to be transformed in our hearts to see things the way God sees it, to understand things uh, through the lens of truth that God defines things as good and evil, not us. We cannot do that. I mean, look at the garden. Look at Adam and Eve. What happened when they tried to define things on their own terms? It brought sin into the world. But my encouragement to you, Jacob, and anyone listening is to embrace God's truth and to trust in what he deems as good and bad. What does he say about sin? What does he promise to us about obedience and his will? What is true about the enemy versus what is true about God? Get in the word and be transformed by this truth so that when the time comes, when Satan and his demons are trying to cause you to stumble, you can grab those scriptural shears and cut off those branches that want to take life and joy out of you. The Holy Spirit will empower you and God will reward you for your faithfulness and your obedience to him. So be encouraged today that Although sanctification is a process and cutting things out of our lives takes discipline and time, it is possible. It is possible to overcome. It is possible to be set free. It is possible to be transformed and changed and to see um, our desires shift from the things of this world towards the things of God. 
And God has enough grace for you in that process as you grow in love for him and trust his will more and more in this season while we are between two gardens, right? We are between the garden of the Garden of Eden and the garden that will um, be fully encapsulated and, and come together once again uh, in in the end when we are united with Christ, right? But I love you guys and I hope that he gives you hope throughout this week with trials that are going to come because the reality is is that we're always going to be met with something, faced with something and given a choice to obey God or to give into the things of this world, the enemy's distractions are our own desires. But be faithful today. Start with, with today. Be faithful today to act upon the conviction that you have on your heart right now to carry out what God is calling you to do with cutting things out of your life or people or actions and being faithful to submit to his promptings because he's going to support you through it. It can be intimidating at times. I know. (laughs) I know this firsthand. Paul knew this firsthand, but it's oh so worth it. Do not delay. Obey. And with that, I'm going to wrap up today's podcast. As always, I put out new episodes every Wednesday. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when next week's episode drops. And if you want me to answer your question or talk about something in scripture or scripture, let me do that again. You can also submit your topic ideas um, and scripture ideas and podcast ideas at boughtandbeloved at gmail.com if you want me to cover a specific topic in scripture um, or just answer a a question with a biblically-based worldview. Uh, So feel free to do that because maybe you will be the prompt for next week's episode. I would love that. Uh, But until then, I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing week, an empowered week, that the Holy Spirit would move in your lives and reveal to you the areas that are taking away from your relationship with God and where God wants to step in, cut those things out, and instead provide life to the areas that need life. I pray that you would uh, submit and obey to those things. Um, But I love you guys. God loves you guys. Now, get to pruning. I'll see you guys next week for another episode here on the Bought and Beloved podcast. Bye! listening to Bought and Beloved. For more information about the show, visit ConvergePodcastNetwork.com. is part of the Converge Podcast Network. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.